International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is Feature This, a fan edit podcast. Thanks for the cool jams there, Ethan. I didn't play anything. Yeah, you did. And uh, so today we got a we got some we got some special guests and some not so special guests. Okay, <laughs> Ethan uh, from Gary Beast Tamasco, say hello. Special guest Ethan, hello, hello, hello. Nice to see you again. Good to see you. Always. I, I set everything up like we were gonna do video, so yeah, that's why we're all staring no, at a computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and also, the, uh, the per- another person whose back is facing me, Donna. Hello. Hi. Hey, Donna. What's up? Hi. Hi. All right. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> ever, ever the verbose. <laughs> How's it going? And introducing special guest of the episode, uh, Neglify. Hello. Greetings. Greetings, buddy. How are you doing, man? I'm good. All right. Kevin. All right. So uh, Skype tells us you're you're in San Fran. Is that right? That's correct. All right. So, uh, Sean, uh, Sean, uh, I'm gonna, it's Neglify here is a uh, is not only uh, uh, our special guest for today, but he's also a fan editor and somewhat of a I don't know if uh, you're kind of a big name on the fanedit.org website. I don't know if you know that by now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh. I'm also kind of the unofficial fan edit historian. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So let's. I, I want to talk about that before we get in. We watched uh, one of your fan edits of Payback, and we're going to get to that in a bit. But I want to. You're like we don't. We've never had the the fanedit.org historian on the on the line before. So I'm going to toss some questions your way around that, if that's cool with you. Sounds great. All right. First off, uh, you are um, in the fanedit.org website. When you do reviews, it counts the number of reviews that you do and Neglify here. <laughs> Is the yeah. number one reviewer on the website? Wow, doing the work. Yeah, so this, mm. so by virtue of that, you have basically seen more fan edits than anybody else. Is that is that accurate? Oh yeah. Have you seen all of the original movies as well? Um, there may be a couple that I never saw the original. Um, but off the top of my head, yeah, basically all of them I've seen the original. Damn. So start yeah. us off at the like the top left corner, as we say in jazz. How did you get involved in the fan edit world? <laughs> <laughs> as we say in jazz? Yeah, it's a jazz thing. Oh, to start be, in the top uh, left corner. Be, Bezo, you might be a fan edit historian, but Bezo is a <laughs> jazz, jazz historian. Uh, yeah, Ken Burns has nothing on me. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> he's got to come on my podcast about uh, I Love Jazz. Whoa. Oh, well, there you go. You have an I Love Jazz podcast? Um, yeah, but we're not going to debut for another like 19 years. So we gotta, <laughs> you're well, just going to build up 19 years worth of repertoire and then just yeah. have it on autoplay. That's pretty sweet. It's called from the top left corner. Yeah. So no, tell us uh, tell us how you got the into the world of fan editing yourself. Um, basically, I was trying to find a version of a uh, Kill Bill: The Whole Bloody Affair uncut, mm-hmm. 
And that led me to fanedit.org because there was a version there. And so I was like, oh, sweet. So I figured out how to download. And I saw that there was just a huge list of different types of fan edits. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to bookmark this site and come back. And I definitely... All right, we lost him. It was a long. I don't know about you guys, but that felt like a long interview. So. <laughs> okay, right, let's see if we can bring it back. Well, let's do it back on the air. Right. Maybe I won't do video this time. All right, maybe that'll help. Maybe that. Can you hear us now? Are, are you Are you live? Neglify, you coming back to us? I don't know. Oh, I'm on my pins and needles. I know. Well, you should you know, just, just oh. sit on your chair. But, Call stopped. Definitely call. Maybe he was done with us. He's like, you know what? This isn't going well. I'm out of here. Oh, that's understandable, though. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. He cut, he cut his oh, losses. Oh, wait. I think we keep trying to... Are you here, Sean? Neglify, you there? Okay, we're back. All right, nice. all right. So uh, we're back. Not quite in the top left corner. <laughs> you were a few bars in. You were talking about uh, you found the Kill Bill edit, and then you're like, "Oh my god, there's a ton of stuff here." And then, and then what? Cool. So yeah, found the Kill Bill edit. Tons of stuff, and I just kept on watching more fan edits, and then became a member of the forum, and then eventually decided that. <laughs> Donna, decided Donna decided to sneeze there. <laughs> and she was really Sorry. struggling to put the mic away from her when she did it. But anyway, she must. <laughs> so go go ahead, go ahead. Um, just basically, eventually tried to tried my own hand at one. Um, the first thing I ever tried editing was Screen Four, really? but then Whoa. I I just I couldn't do it right, um, and I didn't understand the programs and. Mm-hmm. Too much technical shit to learn. Wait, what uh, year is this? Year? Yeah, uh, what year? 2011. Oh, okay. Okay, not too long. Ago. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been there for five years now. Okay. Um, so, how did you end up transitioning yeah. to the fan edit historian? That's how I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I kind of like. I just, when I get interested in something, I can become, like, really obsessive. Like, I want to know everything about it. Um, so, like, I just simply would browse the listings and remember, like, oh, okay, yeah, so a digital man made this Superman fan edit. Mm-hmm. And a different guy made this other Superman fan edit. And they're very similar titles, but here's the differences. Like, I just started remembering shit. Hmm. Um, and then I eventually became uh, an administrator on the site. And so, like, we had to move all the listings, you know, from one domain name to another or whatever. And right, right. You had to manually re-enter everything. And I was a big uh, help in that, so... Then, like, I just, I had to manually type stuff in, so, like, I remembered a whole bunch of it. And so, whatever, I just kind of had bookmarks and remembered whatnot. Are uh, are you, like, the primary reviewer of, uh, of new edits that go up? Not really. Um, new edits, I, I'll i only watch new stuff if it's, like, really interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I used to be a person who would review first-time editors and 
give them a pass or fail. And I used to be like the guy that would watch everything that came out, yeah. but not anymore. Wow. <laughs> Did you pass Bezo? No, no, no. I was already kind of stopping watching new stuff when Bezo came along. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Neglify, um, the the fan edit world is is uh it's it's a, it's a tight-knit circle and a lot, a lot of people don't know that the there's the fanedit.org website and the separation of the website from there went from to the dot info and dot info is where people can actually get fan edits and uh fortunately for us it uh, it went down what earlier this year and it was always a big uh, speculation as to whether or not it would come back up and i see over the last week or two it's back yep so all the all those big fan edits that uh, people have been looking for uh, are now back live on dot info, and I'm sure a bunch of yours are as well. And uh, since I got you on the line, I want to ask you what are like a handful of your edits that you're the most proud of? Um, well, one you already reviewed was a uh, scream the Jallo cut. That's dope. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um. Uh. The another one you re- uh, we're gonna find out what you guys thought about uh, payback. I'm quite proud of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of shorts, and on info there, it's it's called Neglify Shorts, hmm. um, and on my fanedit.org page, they're listed individually. Can you, can you tell and us those, a little bit about those? Yeah, totally. Those are like um, more musical, and like you take a progressive rock song. I, I really love uh, Tool and Pink Floyd. Right. So you take like a tool song and you find a movie to edit to match up the song. Cool. So I've done a couple of those. And those are under your shorts. Yeah. All right, all right. Sweet. So on info it's called Negify Shorts. My page, like they're called like Animals, Q, Schism, and Pink Face. They're oh. all one word titles. Cool. Pink, pink face kind of blurs the line there, but okay. <laughs> Why? Because you think it's two words? Okay, so, uh, okay, cool. So Payback is one of the ones that you're proud of, and I, I we just watched it. Um, there's a lot to say. Let's just jump into Payback. Do y'all want to get into that, guys? Yeah, let's right. talk some Payback. All right, so uh, as sort of a... Oh. As sort of a prep uh, to get into this movie, I think it, it bears talking about a little bit of the history. The guy who uh, wrote and directed this is Brian Helgeland, and his name came to my attention back when L.A. Confidential came out. L.A. Con was a, a big James Elroy novel, and it was uh, uh, when it was originally being pitched to turn into a movie, Brian Helgeland wa- wanted to be the director of that movie. And uh, this other guy, Curtis Hansen, got, got it, but then Curtis Hansen hired him to be the screenwriter. And so he wrote the screenplay for what would be, you know, one of the big noir of films of the 90s, late 90s, and uh, of L.A. Con. And uh, after that, he was able to, he had a little more clout, and then he went on eventually to write and direct um, Payback. Um, however, upon watching it uh, on the first review with the studios, they didn't care so much for his approach to the material. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a huge overhaul in the movie, like... I mean, drastic. I didn't realize how big the overhaul was until I saw um, the director's cut earlier this week. But like, yeah, it's basically like the second half. Yeah, 
the entire ending is completely different. There's a good solid 20 minutes that is completely reshot uh, for the ending. Uh, um, the opening is different. There's a handful of scenes that are a lot more uh, intense and more graphic in the in the director's cut that's not in the original. And, um, and it sort of goes back and forth. I, there's some things I really like about what the studio did, actually. And there are some things about the... Um, uh, the director's cut that I think is a little stronger. So, it, it, and I, incidentally, I think Neglify, you, you must thought of, you must have thought the same thing. In so far as that, you wish you could sort of Frankenstein the two versions together. Exactly, one hundred percent. All right. So, how did uh, so you started working on the project? And uh, tell us about you know what your what your intentions were and what we what you're going for there. Um. Well. I had just uh, finished my first fan edit, which was actually L.A. Confidential that you just mentioned. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do another, like, kind of noir movie and, you know, had payback and loved it. And uh, I, I could never decide on which version is better, theatrical or director's cut. So I just said, all right, I'll make the best version for myself not what I think will be objectively the best for everybody, but just for me, the one that I would prefer to rewatch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, uh, I want to, I don't think Ethan, Ethan, and Donna, you guys haven't seen the original payback in a long time. Correct? I haven't seen the original payback. I also have not seen the original payback. However, I play, I, I have played the video game. Wait, there's a playback <laughs> video game. Payback video game. It the came playback? out in 2001. There's also really? a sequel. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. What, what console? It's not based off of this movie. I don't think, <laughs> but it is a good video game. So you guys watched this basically blind, blindly then. So what, yeah. was, what was y'all's, y'all's impression? It's in black and white, which I like. I like black and white movies. Uh, I was happy about that. Uh, I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. Like it's, 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 The acting is fucking ridiculous. Like it's so sure. over the top. What's that? Yeah, I'm just agreeing. Oh, yeah, totally. At first, I was like, oh, this is all right. And then I was like, <laughs> You didn't like it? No, it just like keep doing that throughout the film like a thousand times. Yeah, there's a lot of faces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actors tend to have a few of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like, I think with it being in black and white, like that kind of stuff is excusable then. Like, it's excusable to be, like, just kind of this overdone noir thing. Like, I, I didn't have a problem with the overacting. I found it kind of funny. Yeah. And, and like, like not funny as in, like, haha, this is sh- shitty, but, like, funny as in, like, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I like, I dig, I dig the overacting. I don't, I don't mind it in this movie. And, and, uh, yeah, dude, fucking Mel Gibson's a bad bitch in this. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he. I li- I like him in this. I think he. I think he's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I thought. I thought it kind of fucked with time a little bit, which I thought was really cool. You didn't know like what was placed where, and then like his wife and his uh, uh, ex girlfriend or whatever kind of look the same. So it kind of messes with your placement a little bit. It's fun. Yeah, that was one of the negative. That was one of the things that uh, when you converted it to black and white, it, there was some things that, that were really worked on, and some things not so much. One of the things that kind of was like it's really hard to tell the difference between 
Maria Bello and uh, Miranda Kerr, I think is her name, Deborah you, Miranda Kerr or whatever. You think it's because... Or Diane Kerr, is that it? Deborah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two, that, that's one of those weird little backfires that I, I like the black and white approach. I think that actually sells the movie better. So you yeah. can have more extremes with the, the plotting and whatnot, and it feels like it's in that genre. Yeah, I preferred it. I mean, I haven't seen it in color, but I would imagine I would like it better in black and white. Plus, it like kind of, this movie was like from 99, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I imagine if it's in color, it'll kind of place it as a movie that was made in 99. Actually, I wanted to ask Neglify this. Neglify, what was, uh, was the black and white treatment something you wanted to do on the outset or was that something you had to compromise on because the director's cut and the theatrical cut looks so different visually? Um, you hit the nail on the head really right there on the second one. Mm. Oh. So Because when, yeah, when I first tried, I tried color correcting that blue because the theatrical cut, they did a beach bleach bypass on the film and so it's blue. And the director's cut he didn't do that, so it's regular colors. Huh. And trying to color correct that blue back to regular, I was impossible. I don't, I don't know how the hell to do that. And I didn't want to make the regular blue, so did black you, and white. Did you for the black and white? Did you color correct it differently depending on the scene, or what? Yes. Did, right on. Okay, cool. Can you talk yeah, a little bit about that process? Um. Okay, I did the black and white at the very end. After I edited everything, um, so then I could do like kind of a scene by scene tweak on the black and white settings. So it's not just a canvas turn everything 100% black and white, walk away. Yeah, it's like go to this scene. Okay, it needs more contrast, etc., and just make sure everything looks consistent. Uh, if it's dark, not too dark that you can't see anything Mm -hmm. but not like bump up the brightness you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was uh when i watched the director's cut earlier this week i was actually pretty shocked at how different uh it looked compared to the original because it it is a startling difference of uh of what that bleach bypass did to the, the the theatrical cut compared to what was originally shot yep and uh for anybody um you know, listening or there, whatever, you can like go to YouTube and watch the trailer for the original movie, or you can go to movie censor, com and like read all the differences between theatrical and director's cut and see screenshots. Oh, cool. One of the, the scenes that you put in from the director's cut got a reaction out of Ethan. We were watching it when is the scene with, uh, when he first meets her in the kitchen, uh, Deborah curse, uh, Deborah curse character. Oh, that's not in the original? It's not. When they start beating the shit out of each other? <laughs> right. That's a cool <laughs> scene. I dig it. Oh, oh, let me ask you guys. Okay. Um, did you get my message about like watching it with that subtitle track? No. I mean, I got the message, but we didn't watch it with that. Um, yeah. Go ahead and explain what you, what you did. There's a drinking game subtitle track. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sweet. Have you done this? Does it lead to domestic abuse? (laughs) Every time a woman is hit or shot, take a drink. Wow. (laughs) And I'm also blackout drunk right now. So that wouldn't have helped. (laughs) Have you done that before in any of your other edits? Uh, Play around with the subtitles to make a game out of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the first first maybe four edits I did, I did that. Whoa. 
<laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, another thing that the uh, the director's cut has that you implemented apparently was the um, was the new the the different soundtrack. There's a different yes. there's a different score with the original that sounds more carved out of the '90s kind of soundtracks, and so this one is a little more um, noirish. Yeah. That has a little more of a timeless feel to it that I liked a lot more than than what was in the original. Yeah, there's certain parts um, where I use the original soundtrack is because I liked maybe that song better, like mm-hmm. the opening titles. Mm-hmm. That. Speaking of the original soundtrack, yeah. Um, and anytime, like when, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, you go ahead. we're having like, <laughs> like I think there must be like just like a three quarter second delay in the Skype, and it's causing us to over talk one, uh, speak over one another. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say like a little congrats on your title sequence, the way you uh, you modified that and uh, you put new stuff in there that was just completely seamless with the rest of the uh, with the rest Thank of the you. title stack. So that obviously you did some homework there because that looked great. Yeah, that that was uh, took a lot of time. I uh, is the is the is the is the um, intro different when Mel Gibson's walking on the bridge? Yeah, is that yes. is that like is that different from both uh, the theatrical and the directors? Yeah, actually, there's one thing that yeah. I because okay. you like oversplice audio where you're kind of foreshadowing everything with the money and everything. Right. Yeah, so, I think that's specific to the director's cut. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. Right, and actually, you uh, you did a little little switch, kind of a blend there, and one, this one little moment where um, um, uh, Mel Gibson is walking past this guy who's got his legs sprawled out, asking for people to give him like spare change. <laughs> now, in the original, uh, you, the audio. Oh no, not in the original. And yeah, in the theatrical cut that everybody saw, the audio is, "Hey, I'm a veteran. I'm a." Um, you know, a wounded vet, donate please, wounded vet, donate please. And then Mel Gibson comes up to him, takes the money that's in his hat. The guy stands up, and in the original, Mel Gibson's response is, uh, think, you know, like, hey, shut up, I, say, I, I just cured you. I cured you, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in, the, in the director's cut, it's a homeless guy saying, uh, you know, any money for the homeless, any money for the homeless. The whole, like, you know, wounded vet thing is not part of this story. Huh. And he just comes in and takes the money and walks away, you know, pushes him down and walks away. It's like a total bully jackass move. And what you did in this one is you merged the two. You have the dialogue from the I'm the wounded vet line, but then you then you remove the dialogue where Mel Gibson says... Uh, I, I just cured, cured you. you. Yeah, yeah. So you still get that uh, that piece where it's like, well, you, you, he's kind of like a good guy the way he's jacking around with this guy, but you don't get the silly line that uh, that the the studio in, in, put into the film to try to make the Mel Gibson character less dark. Right, and it, it's such an obvious like uh, eighty yard line, and it's very easy to just remove. Right, right. Um, I want to get to it eventually, but before we bounce to the end, because uh, I think there's a there's a lot of stuff to talk about about what you did there. Um, did you oh, you got some notes over there, Nathan? Do you want to jump in on something there? Oh, it's, it's mostly just about uh, at the beginning. Uh, Mel Gibson is a scammer. How much easier it would be to be a scammer back in the day before the before the smartphones before and now because he can just scam and it doesn't matter it's so easy pre-9-11 yep. scammer he's a he's a proto scammer yeah, there's no way today you can go to a bank 
and do what he does. No. no, and there's no way that at the end when he can like shoot up the entire subway and like doesn't attract like fifty thousand cops. Yeah, in, inside get of away. thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, I really like that. I liked like, I th- after like sitting outside the subway for a couple minutes, yeah. maybe he's gonna die, right? And then still get away. With the I I don't know if you added it, but did you add the uh, did you add the music box sound when he opens up the heroin kit? I don't think so. No, no, that's no, in the original. It's in the original. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this seems like it's an edit, but I like it. I like that. I thought it was weird. It's a great little. It's a great little tool of directing because Maria Bello's head is facing away from the music box when he opens it, and her eyes open up yeah. because she hears what's in the music box, and he now she knows what he's looking at. Well, I didn't even know it didn't look like a music box, which uh, is what's weird about it. It didn't look like a music box. Yeah, it, it just, just looked, looked like, like an odd container on the in, on the end table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I th- that's why I thought it was an edit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I also like about plot that I want to talk about is so he's when he's in the shower mm. he's shot in the back right yeah, he yeah. has two shots in the back right vampire attack when clearly are those clearest sh- day are those shots when he was in the marine. No, no, no. Those were the shots that Maria, uh, no, that De- Deborah Kerr put in the back of him when they betrayed him for the hundred th- for the seventy. Okay, so it does jump time then, right there. Yeah, because yeah. he's in, he's in, okay. uh, he's in the bed, and he sort of like is gazing up, and then it sort of like zooms in on his face, and that triggers the flashback. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like this, the, the 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 time in this movie is so bizarre. Did you, uh, Neglify? Did you consider moving that to the beginning to kind of illustrate that this is like the you know chronologically that's the first part of the movie? Uh, no, that never never crossed my mind. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I just because I've seen the movie enough that I knew that that was a flashback, uh, and I I never thought objectively. Um, I can't remember like the director's the theatrical cut may have like voiceover narration. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It does. No. Yeah. The yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. The 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 opening actually the opening scene in the theatrical cut is Mel Gibson giving a voiceover about how he's been betrayed and he's belly down on a on a stretcher kind of thing and he's getting surgery by a guy who's uh, yeah and cutting he's up talking and removing the bullets being in the hospital mm-hmm. post betrayal or or right. he can't oh, go there yeah. it's, it's not easy with his line of work exactly yeah. yeah so and that's in lieu of what's in the original or in the director's cut where he's walking down the street and you hear that uh, montage of dialogue which helps build up that this is a revenge story huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the scene of the doctor digging the bullets out of him with the voice over that would have helped make it clearer that jump in time i'm sure well sure but that's also why the the studio put a lot of that in there because they felt like um you know we need to simplify this and make mel gibson's character more likable so that ends up being part of that equation well (laughs) what's unusual though is that i haven't seen the original or the director's cut and i completely understood what was happening yeah, so, yeah. yeah well, well, sorry, Ethan. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm so 80, stupid. Eighty yeah, percent on this, on looking for Pokemon in your house. That's what man. Shut was. up. I was writing notes. I have a page of notes. <laughs> it's true. I didn't write any notes. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Go ahead. I, uh, everybody's uh, attacking yeah, me. I'm gonna jump on you one last time. The reason why you can tell, or suppo- the cue that it's a, it's a, uh, that it's a flashback sequence, is that he goes into that room and she's dead. 
And so he lays down on the bed next to her and he's looking up and the very next cut is her alive on the bed. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like fucking confused as shit. I mean, it's completely possible that you overdose on heroin and then you wake up the next day. It's not like that doesn't happen. Okay. Happened to me last week. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out Neglify. Um <laughs> The sound in this movie is so AMSR. I fucking love it. Yeah, you like it. It was, it was tingling my head. Uh, shut up. It was. <laughs> it was great. I love the sound in this. I love it because like when he like grabs money, it's like, got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like anytime anytime like he does anything like oh the one that really got me is uh when that uh, she drops the cigarette outside of her apartment and, and then he puts it out on the carpet and yeah, then it it's like such a good sound <laughs> they did such a good sound because it has to be it has to be like kind of adr kind of po- uh like a post-production sure, sound sure. and it sounds phenomenal <laughs> it sounds so good I you, love it. You fixate on that, I think, more than anybody else I know. On sound? On on those little micro sound effects, yeah. I love them. Yeah. I love them. And you can tell when they're, like, added in. How did you feel about the guy eating the Chinese food? That was... I... I I like when in movies when people just have no disregard, like just disregard <laughs> for any sort of social thing. And like, I got to tell you this while I'm eating this food because it's really important. And they just like disregard any sort of social thing. And there's just, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I always think those things are hilarious on another side because, you know, that actor did 20 takes and he ate, you know, 20, bu- yeah. 20 uh, orders of Chinese it, to make that scene. It work. looked pretty good. It looked yeah. like good chow mein yeah 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 uh i did i did really like that though that was one of my favorite so things. one of the call outs that you guys did when we were watching the movie is okay. the addition of the actor oh, okay chris 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 wow. chris i love chris 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 A star is, is not born in the director's cut Wait, oh, how really? did they get rid of Chris Chris? Because they uh, they steal his kid. Exactly. So this is one of the things that is... Wait, fa- they, I guess they never confront Chris Chris at the end. Well, this is the fascinating thing about what Neglify has done with his edit is he, he took parts of each of the endings. So just to... <laughs> I want to paint like... Neglify, you can jump in where I, where I mess up here. But like there's... The, the, the endings are so different. So huh. in the original... He's doing a great job. What, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well, i'll take care of this <laughs> so the theatrical cut uh um bronson played by chris chris is the main guy the top of the pyramid of the syndicate and uh his son is kidnapped by mel gibson and he uses that as leverage um and, uh, and then he gets into this car crash scene with uh with lucy lou and her crew and actually if you notice her name is not lucy lou in the credits like back then oh, she really? had like lucy angley's lou oh it says lucy lou on imdb yeah well now yeah and uh the um anyway at the end of that sequence in the theatrical cut he gets knocked over the head by the guys and they kidnap him and 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 he gets tortured and when they're torturing him, they're mm-hmm. like, "They're like, where's my son? Where's my son?" And they're like, "It's like really graphic." They like take this giant hammer, and start smashing his toes. Oh, it's fucked up. Sick. Yeah. And uh, and he eventually tells them. It, it, I, he gives them a hotel name, uh, name of a hotel, and and then it cuts to that room, uh, not like a room number in a hotel, and it cuts to that room, and there's, um, 
uh, Maria Bello and the son waiting for a phone call. Oh. And so they throw him in the back of a tr- uh, back of a car, the trunk of a car, and they drive him to this hotel. And uh, he uses like some tools or what's not. He's able to escape and get out of the car. And he quickly gets to the cell phone in the car to call them to let him to warn them that they're coming up the stairs, right? Oh. And when he calls them, the movie has two split narratives because what he's tricked them. And they're at one hotel, but it's not the hotel where they're at. And so they walk into the room, and you think they're going to walk into the room with Maria Bello and the kid, but instead they walk into an empty room with the phone ringing. Whoa. They, uh, Chris Chris open, answers the phone, and it's tied to a bomb. Oh, shit. blows them all up. That's what I thought was going to happen at the end with the bag of money. Oh, I thought yeah. it was going to blow them up. Right, and so then he's able to get back with Maria Bella and the kid. And he they just let the kid stay, and Maria Bella and him go off, and you know he's all tortured and fucked up. But you know at least he gets the girl and everything. And actually, they also throw in some cheesy thing where the dog is still alive. Oh, it's got like some. You know. Yeah. So in the that's all in the theatrical cut, and in the director's cut, Chris Chris isn't in the movie. So when they're talking to Bronson, there is no Bronson. It's some other lady. It's a girl who's like the head of the organization. Whoa. I think her name is Bronson still, though. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I forgot that part. I don't know. It's just like different ADR work because they didn't want to pay Chris Chris again. Well, no, it's the other way around. Oh, they paid Chris Chris for the directors? The The studio had to pay Chris Chris if it's the theatrical release. The director's cut would have been what was originally shot. Yeah, exactly. So they went back. You never even see her. You only hear her voice over the phone. And she, so the the conversation is very similar. Hey, how much is this this guy's life worth to you? And he's like, is it worth 70 grand? And she's like, you're not going to do it. And then shoots the guy. Whoa. And then he goes to uh, James Coburn's character. And does more threatening there. But then the girl on The Voice says that she's going to give him the money at the subway. Hmm. And then they Yeah, the she, she gives in really quickly and really easily. Like, she says, okay, fine, I'll give you your money. Tell me where. Hmm. Right, and so the subway scene is set up. Now, the whole subway sequence is not in the theatrical at all. Right. All of that stuff. And... Uh, and so, uh, actually, what I thought you were going to do, Negify, was you were going to have the subway scene and then, like, transition into the Chris Chris stuff because you put the Chris Chris stuff in, the, in, the, in this movie and you kind of, uh, without the, you, you, you kind of not conclude that part of the story. Um, yeah, the ending's a little abrupt. Well, that's how it is in, in the director's cut. He's in the car and we, I guess you presume that he's going to die in the car. Um, yeah, but there's not yeah. like a resolution with the kid and Chris Carrillo. Not in this version, right, right, right. Because That's what he, I'm because he sticks with. Did you ever consider adding, you know, trying to segue into the Chris Chris ending? Yeah, I, I tried uh, different ways, and they didn't work. And the one that you saw was the best huh. cool. that I could make. Sweet, but yeah, that, that, that's a very common. Um, thing that people will bring up like when i before i released it i previewed it with a couple editors Mm -hmm. two editors were like yeah i loved it it was great the other two guys were like yo what the fuck happens to the kid like you just you set this up and then nothing happens and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair to be fair and while technically there's no resolution what it does do though is it gives him it does force chris chris off chris 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 that character to green light giving him the money at the subway. It's a more believable 
reason for the big bad guy to give in to, to him finally. So, so that the, so that we actually believe that the bag of money isn't just a bomb waiting to blow up, but it actually is the money because he knows that his son yeah. is on the line. So huh. there is some reasoning there. It's just, unfortunately, when you've seen the original, you actually know that there is a filmed conclusion to that narrative. And uh, anyway, I was anticipating that you were going to actually somehow blend them together. Yeah. And that, um, I've wanted to go back and do a second version of this edit in HD. I yeah. never got around to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I do, I'm going to see what I can do about making the ending better. Definitely. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was interesting how it just kind of ends like that. And he's just, I don't know. Maybe he was setting up for payback too. <laughs> the return of the gift. <laughs> The uh, the payback. End- well, because I mean, get the gringo uh, is kind of a sequel to payback. I never saw that, but I heard good things. It was okay. I don't know what that is. Not we saw Donna. it. <laughs> we watched it. It's really? starring Mel Gibson. I don't remember. Yeah, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt on the cover. Uh, it's very orange. Lilo and Stitch. Yep. <laughs> is that what you said? Yep. Oh God. Lilo and Snitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh. You want to hear some lines I wrote down that I liked? <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, I want to do some lines. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, do not shit where you live. <laughs> so where does he shit? I don't think that line's in the director's cut. <laughs> Why does he say that? It's in the. I think that line is only in the theatrical because I watched the director's cut recently. I don't remember him saying that line because he's like, he's like, what's the saying? Do nope. not shit where you eat. No, it's definitely do not shit where you live. And he's like, yeah, I like that better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you. It doesn't make any sense. What do you do when you like? You have to leave your house to shit. Yeah, <laughs> is that what he does? <laughs> Apparently, he like walks down to the corner store and shits in their nasty Someone ass. Someone recently said that though. We have a friend that lives next to a restaurant. And he just shits in the restaurant? No, and I guess there was something. Someone was in the bathroom taking a shower. It's like a one-bedroom, like a studio house. Brett's old house. Uh. And the girl that lives there now is like, thank God we live next to this restaurant so I can go take a dump. I was like, what the Fucking fuck is going on <laughs> in your like trash house? That's gross. Uh, <laughs> the other one that I liked right after it was, I never forget a pussy's face. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> like, when do pussies have faces? Have you ever seen, like, can you... Yeah, like, wow, that's a very sexist opinion, Ethan. <laughs> it's when, when you put those little googly eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, can you imagine, like, if everybody was walking around as a vagina for a face? Okay, I guess Boner it's just me. Just Jesus well, they would all be smiling. Yeah, all right, <laughs> vertically. <laughs> Uh yeah, those were my two favorite lines of the film. There, there was one line Neglify that you uh, you it was a th- in the original it's not there but you or in the theatrical cut it is there but in the director's cut it's not. Is this line where James Coburn says something like, "What is this? You're doing this for principle?" And then he and the and Mel Gibson's response is, "Stop it! You're making me all misty." And then he turns around and walks away. That's a shit line. Yeah, that line is not in the director's cut. It's in oh, the really? uh, it's in the theatrical cut. So, uh, you know, what was yours? I mean, did you have like a pro, like a like a I don't know, like a just you just kind of like I think that works. That doesn't work. Like, what was on the little stuff like that? Where how did you sort of navigate through that? Basically, just for every scene, I would watch the theatrical cut and the director's cut, and I would go, okay, what do I want 
like what little bits do I like and don't like? You know, like do I want to add that one back in? Do I want to take that one out? Just I don't know. I mean, I can't remember that specific line and what was going through my head, you know, four years ago. But uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it's just you know, yeah. take it as it comes and whichever one I like best. I like leaving Chris Chris in though. He's so good. He's so good. Every time his face is I on the screen, you're like, damn, this movie's awesome. He's so good looking. Yeah, he's got one of those like baseball glove faces that just yeah. gets better with age. He doesn't remember a pussy's face because he just <laughs> crushes all of them. <laughs> <Just> constantly. <laughs> just Chris Chris. Slayer of vagina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chris Chris pussy crusher. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. KKPK. KKPK. I love it. Uh, his son is the worst actor in the fucking world. Yeah, that guy's that, a trash That dude's pet. a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I wanted him to get shot so bad. His hand thing. When he does the hand thing. Yeah, at the, like, he's like, oh, thanks, Dad, uh, for putting my name on the fucking thing at the boxing match. Then he does his hand like, thing. Five he with tries to lo-fi both of them, but he looks like he's, he's doing like a, like a duck, penguin a impression. Penguin. <laughs> and he's just like, it's so goofy. It's like, why? Why would you do that? He also has like his friends are equally stupid and terrible at acting. They're all the worst. Like, why would you cast that idiot? I I think that's the style. Like, they're they're, 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 the 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 point is to go over the top with that. I they they he did it. Yeah, (laughs) very much. And now keep in mind, all that stuff with the sun that was in the reshoots. Oh, that Helgeland had no part of. Oh, that's right. So that's, that's right. why it's shitty. Yeah, let's and, just say that. And who do you know who uh, who who came in and directed those sequences by chance? Uh, I think it's on IMDb. It says who in the trivia section. Oh wait, uh, I got it. Okay, Mel Gibson. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> his, his brother Phil Gibson. Phil Gibson. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's I think it's nobody like nobody you've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They probably just hired some guy who'd who'd do it for ten bucks an hour and say, "Hey, look, here, here's." This, I'm pretty you know, sure you would never this. hire a director for you know, ten. The point is, it's not even legal. You know what it is? They got some guy <laughs> just to do it. As, 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 like they gave him, they told the guy what to do. And I mean, to be fair, to be fair, like uh, some of the rewriting stuff is pretty clever. Like the rewriting, for example, the scene where uh, he's in the car taking her to the the fight night. Yeah, you know that's a kind of a clever scene because it echoes back to their their relationship when they were dri- when he was a driver for her. I um, don't get what yeah. it was he driving her to. He's driving her to the boxing match. Why? She- because they're going to do the con and kidnap the little kid. Yeah, but no, 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 not not that in the past. What would he drive her for? Because he was the girls need a driver to take her to their to their Johns. Yeah, like big the big rich guys that they're not going to come to your hotel. You got to go to their mansion. He drives them there. Oh, yeah, she's one of the high class high dollar whores. (laughs) (laughs) It's not PC appropriate. You just (laughs) triggered me. Uh, (laughs) Um. 
Yeah, I, 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 I was like, I was like, was he dry? Like maybe protection was my guess, but I don't know. That's sort of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm stupid, obviously. And, if anything's proven, on this. and the the addition of how he like figures out who the kid is, that's a pretty clever little thing to have the happy birthday Johnny thing sign up, and then he's waiting for the person to react. Oh, I thought they knew who he was. I didn't even realize that was what they. Oh my god, yeah. Mel Gibson's a fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then the whole clever thing with the the phone and the and the using it as the bomb and giving him a different address i mean all that's all that was part of the reshoot wow. so they they got a pretty competent writer to rewrite it but there is a the tone of the original is very of the theatrical cut is very different and it does yeah. have it yeah you want to expand on that um one thing i'll say you mentioned the they got a comp writer um i kept the i'm pretty sure i kept the second writer's credit nice. on this edit nice. i think so yeah Got to because I because yeah because I used enough of the reshoot stuff with the kid and that that I was like I'll say that yes he did also write this or whatever hell yeah yeah so um I it's 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 a weird little uh I, I this is like the the studio doing its own fan edit you know uh and and kind well, of and kind of like missing some of like the the point of uh of what the original film's intent, because it's obviously supposed to be very dark and noir, and we're following an anti-hero who's a, you know, it's kind of a jackass, but it's Mel Gibson, so we're going to we're gonna be on his side. Yeah. And uh, this, and, the, and then the theatrical cut um, that the studio comes in changes a lot of that. It doesn't allow uh, for it to be so hard-edged, like the fight scene with his, with Deborah Kerr's character at the beginning, for example, and, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. And uh, so this is like a, like I said, like it's a version 3.0, if you will, of uh, <laughs> Payback. Did you, uh, since we have Neglify here, did you guys want to uh, bring up anything about Scream or... Uh, about Scream? Or I like Scream, dude. Yeah. I fuck with Scream hard. That edit's sick. Yeah. I gave it to this dude I know, and I told him to watch it because <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Hey, I have to ask, Neg, where did nice. you, where did you get that footage that ended up being the death of the of the mother? Um, Personal bird, collection uh, snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a whore that I murdered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Dario Argento, his like first film, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. I think it was from that one. Sick. How did you, did you just kind of like, you have seen it and you just kind of remembered it or did, how, how did you come to thinking about put that, put, putting that sequence in there? Um, well, when I came up with the idea to do an Italian style scream and add stuff to it, I said, well, shit, now I got to watch movies and find stuff that I can put in. Hell yeah. So I watched like, I don't know, 20 different Italian horror movies from the seventies and like would take notes of like okay this little shot i could use somewhere okay great boom i found the scene where her mother gets murdered awesome you must have like flipped your shit because that thing was so fucking perfect yeah it was amazing that worked well i dug that (laughs) yeah i dug the goblin too oh of course the goblin music you gotta do the goblin baby it's just it's just goblin it's just (laughs) No, you, well, what, the way I was phrasing it, I know it's just, I know it's just Goblin. Yeah, it's a sad day when fucking Bezo <laughs> tries to school you on something he knows <laughs> nothing I about. I said Goblin right before that, and then. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah, it, 
I was using it. People but, do no, that. No, no, people put no, the no, in front no, of things yeah, to, as a thing. I know it's Goblin. I know, I know. You didn't even know who Goblin was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> if, you, if you get close to the bus, I'll throw you under. No problem. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Just trying to climb the ladder of fan editors. <laughs> destroying everyone in his path. Uh, and... Uh, we also watched your uh, your episode, uh, your episode, your edit of uh, Frighteners, um, which was yeah, it's uh, the Frighteners. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it is, is the. Frighteners. Yeah, yeah, it I is. know it's the Frighteners. Golly. Right, I'll join you under that bus. <laughs> <laughs> Drag uh, you under say, it. Let me just say on the Frighteners. Uh, I think it was. Um, fuck. Now I'm blanking on your name. <laughs> Whatever. Bezo, um, Ethan, and Donna. <laughs> What what was the first name? Bezo, Ethan, and Donna. <laughs> yeah, Ethan. Oh. Yeah, I think it was Ethan who said like this. Just felt like there was no purpose to this fan edit. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh yeah. I I kind of agree with that. Hell yeah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, dog. Well done. Yeah, get wrecked, Bezo. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the only like reason I really did that is because at that point. Like, there was three or four other projects that I had tried to do and abandoned. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I need something simple that, like, not complicated. Just, I'm going to cut a couple things out so that I can, like, assure myself that I can finish something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been and there. Yeah. And, but then beyond that, it's kind of like, whatever. Because I had a roommate uh, last year who he had never seen The Frighteners. And he loved Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you should check out Frighteners. And I showed him the director's cut instead of my edit. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, no, he should watch the director's cut first for the first viewing. No need. Like, I don't think that my view and my version is the best or whatever. So I yeah. think I think your version of Scream is the best version of Scream. Hands down. Yeah, that one's pretty yeah, I mean, like that. Like, if someone has never seen Scream, I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and watch." Yeah, the fucking Jallo cut Erlo first. Man. You, if they have seen the original, fuck that. Watch yours. You yeah, know, still first watch or, it. First it's different not. enough. It's, yeah, that's a great. It's a great edit. I'm just gonna keep talking about it because it's my favorite one that we've <laughs> that done. We, that we've done, hands yeah. down, by yeah. like a long shot. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. You know, one of the things I noticed watching uh, the payback episode uh, movie is that uh, your hybrid cut is that. It all with the black and white and the because it's in a DVD quality and the way you did a lot of the color contrasting even on the black and white is the uh, is it it's very close to feeling like it came out of the 30s and 40s like visually and I was almost wondering like oh man it almost feels like it would be cool if this was actually in a four by three ratio oh shit. <laughs> and yeah. not widescreen and I was looking at shots like you know there's some wide widescreen shots where you have characters on you know ends of the screen that if you did a four by three you'd be losing you know another character in this shot yeah but um maybe uh, I something about it is like man if that would be I feel like that'd be really cool is to kind of make that one kind of have that old style feel kind of what you did with the scream edit is to give it like something that came out of the Bogart era kind of thing yeah I'd like the music to be removed and up like to just, just take general? out all the music, period? No, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, take it out, period, or change it for 
the like the more like film noir oh, feel you yeah. know like, like the a, like lazy because yeah. regardless there is like still like some things that are like kind of like uh like modern like jazzy uh, hip-hoppy sort of yeah thing. i had that yeah. problem with the movie because i didn't i wasn't sure uh if it was originally in black and white or not and then yeah. there were songs that came on i was just like oh this state's up did you uh do you remember Neglify if the uh how how much this inner channel was clean on that edit? Payback? Yeah. Um I think it was fairly clean, but I was mainly like when I would sw- switch over, like I would switch over pretty much completely. Like I didn't just like take from the center and then add music, you know. Like I, it was like cool. I'm gonna switch at this point because the music changes gotcha, to this gotcha. song that I like. Cool. Gotcha. It's just uh, it's one of those things that like I feel like I have like personally, I'm starting to put some stuff in the queue of like edits that I want to might might want to tackle in the future. Yeah. And making like an uh, an old school. I think we just lost Neglify. But making like a really old school version of this, like trying to put in that Bogart era and yeah. use some of those old yeah, stuff kind of sounds and just like go fucking add like make the four by three, give it a lot gotta give it some grains, make some dark around the edges, you know, just yeah. Kind of really play with that. I really yeah. like that idea. I agree. I was thinking the same thing. I, I thought that this said it was good, but I, w- I was having similar thoughts of like how to make it more noiry, which I think would add a little, you know, having that grit would be really nice, I think. Yeah, like keeping it in this really dark noir space, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still definitely prefer, I mean, I've never seen it in color, but I, I, I like watching black and white films. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm mad artistic. There's like a there's a certain sort of timelessness with them, <laughs> because like if you look at color and how color was done in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and even today, like every time you look at a color movie, you know exactly you know what, what era, what kind of decade it is, yeah. and, and, it, and it does date it. And yeah, okay, it's black well, we and white, so it must be like in the 50s or before. But there's still something about it that doesn't feel like it feels like it's like I said, like it's timeless. I yeah. like that. There's I, only yeah. a couple films that'll trick me, like Buffalo '66 tricks me. Yeah, like I, I feel like you can't place that. Well, yeah. we talked about that a little bit too with the scream edit that you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have you have you ever seen the movie uh, Ida or Ida? It was uh, uh, no. Polish film. It took the foreign Oscar a couple years ago. It's really, I know of it, but I never watched it. Yeah, it's really good. You should check it out because it's also it was filmed in color, absolutely beautiful. And then they in post made it black and white, but they did the same thing where they played with the the contrast. Hmm. Uh, and there's saturation. Yeah, and view. it's just absolutely yeah. stunning. Like it, it's black and white for a reason, and that's very poignant in particular scenes. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, nice. incidentally, L.A. Confidential is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, I have. Uh, a- excuse me, Babe Two, uh, Pig in the right. City. It's, it's one. Babe Two, uh, Pig in the City. It's not peak, Babe two, right? Babe. That's one, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's the mountaintop. I mean, it's, 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 I figured to say. Anything. I still don't understand why you love that because movies. you haven't seen it. Someone else recently <laughs> agreed with you about that, though. Really? Well, yeah, that, I think that, it was Steven. They must have seen it. When I was telling him <laughs> that Fight Club Neg- sucks. Neglify, have you seen Babe 2? Fuck yeah, I, I saw it earlier this year. And is it good uh, or bad? I, I um, you know, it's it's not <laughs> a bad <laughs> on uh, Thunderdome. Let me uh, just say that. That's the bottom of that guy's filmography, in my opinion. Oh, 
Oh shit! Okay, so we're gonna do another cut, and we're gonna splice this back together. Okay, <laughs> next to the five, you see Big Two. <laughs> yes, it's the uh, best movie in the world. <laughs> yeah, Big Two. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, uh, Nag, what are you, what are you currently? Uh, are you? Do you have some projects under the underway that we can ex- be expecting soon? Um, the only thing from me that you should be expecting soon is a little short on the romance consecution oh. that should be coming out like next month yeah the bears and, ex- uh, i don't know what that means yeah can you explain that uh, to uh, our crowd here all of our listener sure consecution is a series of fan edit shorts based on one theme the first one that was ever done was batman so it's like you take batman movies and you make a little 10-minute or 5-minute or 12-minute short. Whoa. It's like Food Wars. All right. And then there's like the, like all the fan editors all participate and anybody can submit as long as they provide. Like, oh, and then at the end when they're all done. They vote on them. Well, it's not that they vote on them. They, put they them fight. Up, they put them, yeah, they fight to the death. And uh, they put all of okay. the constitutions in one big long edit. But, uh-huh. So you can download the the Batman Constitution. Oh, so everyone does an individual. Exactly. Oh, yep. that so, sounds cool. I'll watch yeah, so that. You can have, yeah, you can have like as many as 10 different guys doing one short. Uh-huh. Or you can have like maybe six different guys doing longer shorts. You should keep your eyes on the Fantastic Fest uh, page because they always do shorts too. Yeah, they have like a big shorts thing. It's normally pretty sweet. The the movies that they do between are really good. Yeah, I like that idea. So everybody does a different part of the same film, and then you combine them at the it end. It doesn't have to be the same film. No, no, no. It's just the same theme. So if they say Batman, somebody might pull together and make a short film out of the old '60s Batman material. Oh, or somebody uses I animated. It's literally like Food Wars. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I've seen one episode of Food Wars. <laughs> Um, that show is so funny. <laughs> uh, I think I, 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 judging by the word wars, it sounds like there's a competitive aspect to that. But I'm saying in this one, there's yeah, no competitive. No, Food yeah. Wars is an anime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds cool. That I didn't. So it's like a general theme, and then everybody kind of selects, and you don't know who's going to select what, and then you watch all of them together. Exactly. Okay. Cool. That sounds sweet. Yeah. So the, yeah. the they how long has the 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 romance constitution been in production? About a year now. At least. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's yeah, just dealing with theme. The theme is romance. Uh huh. Yeah. And you make love any- romance. We had a vote, and that one, that one. Cool. That one, that one. So it's the one that won. So they, uh, they're gonna. So people are making little short films on the topic of romance and submitting. Are them. you making one, Biso? I'm not. I'm still working on my other thing. So mm. uh-huh. to be to to, <laughs> to be disclosed at a later <laughs> date. Oh, you're working on something private. Yeah, you're finally doing Planet of the Apes for me. Sex film. Making all the Planet <laughs> of the Apes in a four hour. What uh, really? Are no, you doing that for me? No, no. Oh, you could put them all in chronological order. Yeah, that would be tight. I wish someone would do that. Come yeah. on, man! You guys should watch uh, Biza. You should watch Saga of the Apes. What? Saga of the Apes. Tell tell us more. Um, it's it's I think a four hour thing. Oh, it's shit. basically it's basically all the apes, maybe not all of them, but like four of the original apes movies, and they're told simultaneously with split screen. Oh, mm. sweet! Yeah. I, don't, 
That sounds like yeah. a headache. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I'll watch it. I, I, I'm on your side because I'll watch anything Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like, I'll I watch don't. it. Guaranteed I'll hate it, though. I'm a huge... <laughs> you'll watch it for four minutes. I'm a huge Planet of the Apes <laughs> No, fan. I commit to everything. I four hate, hours. I, I hate a lot down. of the things that we watch, but I, I sit through all of them. And, yeah. I have ADD, so that sounds like heaven on earth for me. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, that one, that one. Wow. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'll do it. Mel Gibson. He doesn't give up. No, man, he's a he's a hero. So many dang guns. Yeah, there's a lot of guns. <laughs> in this movie. The most accurate stumble shooter ever. Yeah, that was a nice little touch there at the end, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's such a good stumble shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many guns in that last scene. Uh-huh. At the <laughs> beginning, he's trying to scrape to money together money to buy one gun, and then at the end, he's got nine. He's got an arsenal. Where do they come from? <laughs> How's he get his gun? I guess presumably <laughs> off camera, he was able to do the same con a few handful of times and going back to the same. Oh, okay. The same, well, he uh, uh, do the pawn shop. Yeah. He could have taken them out of the the Chinatown van, well, but the, they were all semi-automatic. Well, well, actually, he only has two guns. Now, how many bullets he has, it might be a thing. But the only reason he even has two guns is he bought the one, the big Magnum or whatever, yeah. and he gets the second one when... Um, uh, he he takes it from Leo Getz, not Leo Getz, but uh, oh yeah, when he shoots him in the face no, through the pillow. No, that's the Magnum. When he, oh. when he takes it from, although he might no, have taken he buys that, the Magnum from the pawn shop. Right, right, right. But he the guy the 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 David Paymer who had the gun in the taxi cab. He takes that gun. Oh, and he's like, you're not gonna kill me. Right? Yeah. So that gives him the second gun. That is inventory of the guns mm-hmm. segment, <laughs> <laughs> where we inventory all the guns in an action movie. <laughs> to make sure they all come from legitimate sources dude you know what's what else is a sweet game that reminded me that it that made me think of it true lies movie true was going. lies the the <laughs> snes video game no that's nope that's not the answer okay guess again <laughs> true romance the video game no it made me this movie made me think of payday avi uh-huh. made me think of payday too i don't know what the fuck you're talking what is payday it's the one where you rob banks it's like gta but specifically robbing banks and they what? everyone wears like the clown, clown mask, mask. I've never shit. heard of this. Yeah, that sounds, old. It sounds dope. I yeah, it's this. pretty tight. Anyway, and then Ow. it also made me think of Grand Theft Auto for obvious reasons, and it made me think of Sleeping Dogs because uh, it's on sale right now oh, on yeah. PlayStation. A Grand Theft Auto makes me think of Austin Powers from Grand Theft Auto London because they drive the oh, Austin yeah. Powers car. That's right. Yeah. And we just did Austin Powers for an episode, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's oh not God. out yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Keep on, keep your eyes, keep your ears glued to the stream. Hey, have you <laughs> actually, have you watched the Austin Powers? Because I think there's a, a fan at it or two of the Austin Powers series, aren't there? Yes. There is uh, extended editions of all three. Oh, God. And then there is one. <laughs> there's one that, like, sanitized of the first movie sanitized it so it's like, for, a, like, like a pg movie yeah, he just kind of cut out like stuff like you know farting in the hot tub oh, that, like that. that rules it's <laughs> <laughs> a solid bit <laughs> i heard that there's somebody working on a, a pg-13 or a pg version of deadpool um fuck them if they are <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> coming in hot yeah, yeah. What are some uh, like movies that you enjoyed from uh, Deadpool? Obviously, but over the past year, 
what were some that you enjoyed or some that piqued your interest that maybe you wanted to do as an edit? Um, well, I just saw last month The Nice Guys. Yeah. With mm. Russell Crowe and uh, that other guy, Ryan yeah. Gosling. Yeah, yeah. And that made me think of doing like a double feature private detective thing with um inherent vice oh i was thinking that when i saw the first trailer for that movie that's cool sweet i would watch that yeah yeah they're very similar kind of like aesthetics different styles and tones and whatnot but it would be cool to like cut each of them down to about 85 minutes and then put some trailers for other private detective movies in between like a grindhouse yeah that'd be tight double feature deal yeah that'd be tight I do like I like the idea like I I think it's cool like I like the edits where you kind of approach it from a different artistic light like you try to frame the actual film differently rather than just cutting out scenes or adding scenes yeah you're Ethan is is much I think it leans toward the fan mix categories of of the films and it's not so much oh it's a mix mix. yeah we talked about this last yeah yeah, like (laughs) that, that weird line that gets crossed between just slightly improving a movie and making an overhaul creatively yeah I like overhauls yeah 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 uh Neglify as you are the top uh, reviewer on the on the on the IFDB <laughs> website uh maybe you could throw some titles out yep. that uh, you should uh, we should see Wow okay okay uh, um uh, uh give me a sec cuz okay. I actually No pressure like on IFDB if you create an account on the box, you can like select here are my favorites Oh oh you're pulling that up now Nice. Mm. Yeah, I want yeah. I want some cool. like I want some crazy overhaul ones. I want some ones that are fucking like we took we took uh we took Batman versus Superman and made it look like it was shot on Super 8. Like that <laughs> that would be sweet. Like I'd watch that. What? Yeah, there are actually a good amount of those types of things like there's uh star wars attack of the clones super eight version sick that's pretty bad i haven't seen that i'd watch that i haven't seen attack of the clones in forever it might be good to see it on super on super eight just because it's such a bad movie the super eight quality might make it i remember liking it yeah you're an idiot it's only like 30 minutes super eight oh Oh, perfect (laughs) sounds amazing (laughs) it's just all the clone battle because that's sick yeah what you don't think the battle's cool? <laughs> that movie only cool sucks. Part. Yeah, that movie is so shitty. Okay, I I saw it once. I mean, in the theater, and I remember being like, "Sweet, it's done now." Yeah. But I'm not a fucking Star Wars nerd. Fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> I'm Planet of the Apes nerd for life. Yeah. <laughs> well, you Planet of the Apes, you should watch Saga of the Apes by Bionic Bob. Oh, shout out Bionic Bob. Yeah. I fuck with that name. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that name. It's a solid name. Uh, I mean, my favorite fan editor is a guy named Blue Yoda. Oh, yeah. Wait, we watched We've the Blue Yoda one, didn't we? One or two of his, I believe. No. Uh, well, what did we see of his? I don't know, but I remember seeing his. Because I saw that you had, at the end of this movie, in the credits, you had a thanks to him. Or a shout out yeah. to him or something. Yeah, Neglify did. Yeah. yeah, he was he was one of the guys who watched it and gave me notes. Blue Yoda. Blue Yoda did this one little short film. Um, what what was that one that he the recent one that he did, where it's got like With the Chase Chasing Trinity. 
No, 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 no. There was one, uh, something about numerology or something was the title or something. Um, it has like a sequence of like the, the animated Transformers. It's got uh, some, it's like a Pink Floyd is playing throughout most of it. Wow. It's just, it's it's one of the it's an amazing little short film. La vie, la vie, something. Yeah, Fe la vie. Yeah, I'm oh. have to show you guys that. It's pretty. Yeah, hard. I think that? that we talked about that. I think maybe I'm mixing it up because I could have sworn that we had seen one of his movies, but maybe we tried to watch one and we couldn't get it, and then we couldn't get in contact with him to get it or something. Uh. What are some of the other Blue Yoda titles? Um. He mainly does shorts, but uh, longer stuff. He did the Transformers Attack of the Score. Um, and what that is, is that's the 1980s animated Transformer movie with, with a Star Wars soundtrack. Wow. Cool. And that's pretty badass. Hell yeah. Um, and he also did uh, James Cameron's first film, Piranha Part 2, The Spawning. <laughs> and that's a fucking badass movie if you haven't seen it, man. Uh-uh. Um, I'll watch and that. And his edit. Put that down. Yeah. His is just called P2. P2. Like instead of T2. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. so, does he use this, the, the T2 soundtrack? No. he All he did was he kind of like just um, recut it more to what James Cameron's original cut was like. Because that was a movie where. It was re-edited by the producer against his will, blah, blah, blah. Mm, uh, story as um, old as time. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, there's one short that is so badass that you got to watch. It's called Run, Marty Run. And it, uh, it was part of the time travel project that we did like uh, two I years have, ago. I have yeah. tried downloading that multiple times and been unable to get it. Dude, all, all of them are on Vimeo. All the shorts. Oh, really? Wow. We gotta watch. Yeah, that. like if you go to the if you go to the fan edit IFDB page, the videos are there. Oh, okay. for at least for the time travel. Okay, only cool. for the time travel one. So cool. it's like a run Lola run version of Back to the Future. Yeah, so you can watch. Oh. I never saw run. Lola yeah, it's run. it's pretty fucking it's awesome. That's cool. I'm gonna watch that. I watch a lot of stuff, and I'm going to watch that one, too. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, we have a stack of, like, ten movies here right now. Yeah, the new Vulcan just opened. Oh, so. for real? Yeah. yeah. Let's go give him my edits. I got, I, I, you know what I got? Have you ever seen Video Violence? No. What's that? Ooh. It's, like, one of the most classic uh, horror movies ever. It's sh- all shot on video. It's one of the, it's, like, the, it's peak SOV horror. Really? Yeah, so like peak shot on video horror. The VHS copy, if you find one, it's like 2500 bucks. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Nice. I got that cuz I'm getting the, I'm getting around for for October this year. Every weekend I think I'm going to show two. I'm going to do a double feature of SOV horror films. So I need to get like I need to get like tw- like how many is 4 weeks in October? Something like that. So I got to get like eight SOV horror films. And then I'm gonna show them at like uh, every weekend. Like I'm gonna show two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here at the house. Down. I'm down for that. Yeah. Video violence. Video violence is gonna be on it. I'm good with video violence. There's one called like alien shit or something. That's pretty cool. I got that's that one. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'll send. I'll send it. To, wait, that one's on YouTube, and then there's like a there's a bunch of them, but they're super fucking hard to find. Yeah, because yeah, they're all just they're shot on VHS, so it's like just someone running around their backyard shooting horror films on VHS. Hmm. So yeah, cool. We're gonna go deep. We're gonna go deep for October. Right on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Unless anybody has any other questions for the man. No. No. Nope. No, good. All right. Neglify, thank you for uh, doing the show with us. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, you know, like you said, you've got quite a library of edits yourself, so we'll probably venture into your territory again at some point. Yeah. And maybe get you on to talk about one, another edit that you are particularly fond of, so we can all join in on that that, that game. That'd be a great game. Yeah, yeah fun game. Fun game. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, yeah. In the meantime, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Let's listen to some more uh, badass Ethan music that he's about to drop here for our ending song. Yeah, it coming up. And uh, anyway, uh, Neglify, thank you. Thanks again. Check out our Ethan, new show. Thank you. Check oh yes, yeah. Do your plugs. Do your plugs. Check out our new show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, FCC presents, and then put the. What's the two dots? Colon. Colon. Put a colon after it. Yeah. And then you'll definitely find it. FCC presents colon. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's just like a weirdo radio show. One hour every week. And then I'm archiving them uh, as podcasts. So it's right just on. a bunch of characters and, and funny Im- improv shit and storytelling and general fuckery. Cool. Donna? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Donna underscore bourgeois and then, um, keep tuned to the body tape INTL uh, network because I'll have a new show dropping this week. um, Yeah. Hopefully this, hopefully this this week we'll have a new show coming up and we'll, we'll let everyone know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should we say the name? You want to say <laughs> I don't want to. It's like the worst theme <laughs> oh. ever. Okay, stay tuned for <laughs> stay tuned for Mountain Dude versus Dorito Girl. <laughs> is the name of the show. Yeah, um, you can listen to yeah. me talk about video games video instead game. of listening to me talk about video games <laughs> on <laughs> other <laughs> podcasts where it's not yeah. even fucking a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, FCC presents Mountain Dude versus Dorito Girl. Dorito, Dorito with two eyes, so we don't get sued. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are the new shows. Nice, nice. And then we have we have a. Uh, Two more that are in pre-production right now. So yeah. just stay tuned to the network. Cool. We got shit coming, dog. Yeah, coming coming in the, the pipeline. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're and just we have Neglify's top left jazz corner show <laughs> coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, we got Neglify's <laughs> new <laughs> po- jazz podcast. It'll be 19 years in the making. 19 years in the making. Yeah. Stay tuned, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you can catch Neglify's <laughs> edits if you want to see him at fanedit.info. I think yeah. up there now. So Dank th- edits. So if you haven't it. seen Scream, fucking watch, watch it already. Scream, watch the Payback Hybrid cut. Payback Payback's solid. It's a solid fucking I, I think his Frighteners is better than the original. So That's fair. Can, I mean, it's it, fine. Even if marginally so so grab that too. yeah and uh and i'd say you can follow me on twitter but guess what apparently my twitter account got hacked wow <laughs> <laughs> piso been on twitter for oh, a week got that shit hacked I already i know they want all zero of my of my followers apparently <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow oh yeah follow me on twitter search ethan billips b-i-l-i-p-s or at x34 erb that's me yeah nice and uh this is uh the bees you could catch uh the uh this episode and others at feature this 
the fan edit uh, podcast. Sweet. All right. Thank All right. you so much. Thanks, Meg. We're gonna we're gonna we're peacing out. We're gonna say bye. So you have a good night. Okay. This is great. This was, thank you. This was great. We'll, we look forward to the uh, master cuts of your jazz podcast coming soon. <laughs> awesome. I'll keep you in touch. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks. Okay. See you later. See everybody later. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. Good night.